Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels, and in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world, and more. And we're pleased today to bring you episode 12 of Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. Well, welcome back. Jackie, it's been a while since we chatted. Yeah, you know, between podcasts, we just stay completely silent. We save up all the combo for yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a Kidding. lot to talk about. We, we saved up a lot for this one. We sure did. So let's catch up on what's been happening since the last podcast episode, including some of what didn't make it into the YouTube vlogs. Ooh. It has been a busy, what's it been, a month? September is probably our busiest month of the year. It is, every year without fail. Well, we are making videos. We also had family in town. We spent a lot of time with them, which we will talk about. But first, I think we should start with, what have you been doing? Well, (laughs) quite a bit, actually. During September, we stayed at Cabana Bay, which was really nice as part of our sort of family visiting in town thing. And it was, we love Cabana Bay, don't we? Yeah, this stay made me love it even more because we spent a lot of time there, more probably than we normally would, since we don't live too far away from Cabana Bay. Mm -hmm. But it's probably one of my favorite resorts anywhere here. Yeah, it's just a vibe. The theming is really good. It's really fun. It's bright and colorful and consistent. We love the pool. We spent a lot of time in the pool, didn't we? A lot. My dad was addicted. (laughs) Yeah, every morning at the pool. Getting his breakfast served to him down by the pool. He he was living the life of luxury for two weeks. Living a good life, man. And we really enjoyed going in the pool in the mornings, at night. There's nothing like a night swim. Yeah. And it's so nice to have that Starbucks in the lobby. Yeah. We did buy the refillable drink cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't use it as much as we probably should have. Yeah. But the Starbucks coffee went down a treat. Pumpkin spice. It went down a treat. I like that. (laughs) We haven't talked about Halloween Horror Nights yet. And we're going to save that until later in this episode to give you some of our thoughts on it, our favorite houses. We have been multiple times so we have quite a lot to say i would imagine but i feel like if we start talking about that right now it'll be the whole episode it'll be the whole episode yeah so we will go into that first let's go into like some catch up and some bits and some theme park news and stuff and then we'll give you a detailed rundown i guess one big thing that's happened is the journey of water inspired by moana has soft opened it has i have not done it yet but you have so i'm excited to hear more of your thoughts on it because i don't know people had mixed feelings i feel about it coming to epcot you know i saw mixed feelings before it opened since it has opened i haven't seen too much negative besides what i mentioned in my video was that you know people talked about how it took so long to open and they hoped for more and expected more and it's such a small thing but besides that which is an expectations thing i haven't seen really anyone say anything negative about the experience itself and i can't wait for you to do it sam i know you're gonna like it it's just really cute and fun very pretty you love water stuff like i do right yeah yeah splashing around you know there's hidden characters from moana in the rocks which is really pretty I love water rides. Mm -hmm. I just don't like being wet for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's the part I don't like either. So I don't, I mean, some of these hot days, maybe a little splash in Moana. Mm -hmm. It's not actually called Moana. What is it called? It's called Journey of Water Inspired by Moana. It's a very long name. 
Yeah, Disney loves that now. They love the long names. So I don't know if I'm going to just call it Journey of Water or Moana. Like, there's, we'll, we'll have a shorthand. Or like, Jow. Mm, I don't like it. No? <laughs> no Jow? You want to go, I'm a bit hot. Let's head into Jow. No? Journey of Water inspired by jow, Moana. Jow, Doesn't jow. really go. It can't really make an acronym that no. easily. I, I say Jow. From but now anyway. on, Jow. <laughs> But anyway, it's really pretty. It's a walkthrough. It was scheduled to open October 16th, and they had, you know, cast member previews and then annual pass previews, which is how I went during an annual pass preview. You didn't have to do the virtual queue, right? No. So it's funny because the first day of annual pass previews, it was so crowded. So many people went that they had to do a virtual queue and people were waiting all day. But the day I went, a few days in, Easy peasy. I just strolled in. It wasn't super crowded. I wonder how it's going to be like normally. It seems like something that if you were able to go and just wander into, you would enjoy it more than having to wait for your time to be called in a virtual queue. Yes. And that ties into expectations too. Like if you're waiting for hours for this, you might be disappointed. But if you can just stroll in and look at all the pretty things and it walks you through the cycle of water which is really you know that edutainment aspect that Epcot has been all about since it opened really so I think in that respect it does fit and it fits into world nature because water the cycle of water nature and all of that in my head I felt like the entrance was going to be like right next to spaceship earth and it'd be a bit weird but it's just like it's part of the seas so it, it does kind of fit where the entrance is is right next to Nemo so it is part of the seas and I think it does and you know, the thing I was worried about the most, I think personally, was how is this going to be in real time with a ton of guests in there who all want to play with the interactive features? But like I pointed out in my video, there's not just one of each thing. There's like five of each thing. So there's oh. five. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool because they don't make it look like that in photos, right? No, I just assumed it was like one station of each. That's what it, that's what I thought. And all the promotional photos and stuff, it made it look like there's just one. And in even pictures people were posting. But no, when you go in the uh, water instrument, there's about five of them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the little thing where you, you lift the water up with your hand at the springs, there's about five of them. What about the group one where you have to go like in a line? So there's one of that, but there's about, I don't know, five to seven spots people can stand on. So there's mm -hmm. enough room for people to stand there. And you do it maybe once, twice, three times, depending. And you're good. You like move along. People didn't hog it up, you know? I am looking forward to doing it. The only thing there's a few of is... When you walk through that water curtain, the magical water curtain that spreads, there's two water curtains and then one dry. Oh. So if so you don't want to get wet, you can go through the dry one. Did you? How wet did you get? So you don't get wet at all if you go through slowly. At all. Like, I kind of wanted to. If you walk a little faster, you can get a little splashed. Mm. Guess it was really a journey of water. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, like I showed, the end is really splashy. There's water everywhere. You probably will get a little splashed. But you could kind of just go through that and not hover in there and not get too wet but i i stayed in there i got drenched <laughs> there have been many days recently that it was so hot at the parks that we were like we wish there was a water ride here or attraction so i think it's nice that epcot now has one because it doesn't really have any others i wish this would have opened in the summer when it was like 95 and 100 degrees every day now it's cooled off today chilly today is actually well, <laughs> I wouldn't say chilly. You know, when I moved here and uh, yeah. I was hot, even in like 50 degree weather. Uh huh. I think I've got a bit acclimatized because yeah. I went outside today. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? 70. Oh, freezing. 
<laughs> kidding yeah today is beautiful fall weather in florida it's like in the 70s it is amazing out but i do wish they would have opened this in the summer but you know now that it's open it, it will be open for the hot days which are almost almost every day it's pretty much just open now right so yeah it's soft opened and it says so it may be open during periods during the day it may be closed it's a surprise and delight type of a thing mm. and they may utilize virtual queue if it gets too crowded mm. well mm. hopefully we'll both get to go soon yeah i think you'll like it i, I tried to get you to go today but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're busy today we're, we're doing busy. this and we're other doing stuff this. but uh soon soon sam will go what else has been going on over at disney there's some the celebration started yeah is it a celebration well, it's interesting. You know how, Sam, you and I went to Disneyland earlier this year, right? We did. And right now, Twice. Disney, the Disney as a whole, is celebrating 100 years, you know, started in 1923. And we saw quite a bit of that over at Disneyland, right? Yeah, I, I was confused because I thought they already had the characters in their 100 outfits because I had seen them at Disneyland, I guess. Mm -hmm. But now they are here. Yeah, and only at Epcot, weirdly. So Epcot has kicked off the Disney 100 celebration right now. There's like a, a little 100 sign at each of the parks, and there's some merchandise, but mostly it's just at Epcot, which is an interesting interesting thing. Yeah, you'd think it would be at Magic, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, yeah. So it's there, and you can meet Mickey and Minnie in their 100 outfits, and there's new food booths that are special 100th anniversary food booths, and I tried some like champagne and shrimp, and it was delicious. And there's like new decorations and cute stuff all over the park and i got to see the barges for luminous a symphony of us another long name yeah <laughs> we watched epcot forever a couple of weeks ago i went to disney a lot for like two weeks when our family were here <laughs> yeah and then all this stuff kind of seemed to have happened like after that yeah right after so i was making videos and doing other things and so i haven't seen the new stuff they added but we did watch epcot forever Mm -hmm. I still enjoy it, mm -hmm. but I can see why it is like a temporary show. Mm. So with Luminous coming, I'm excited. Me too. And we can see all the construction they're doing out on World Showcase Lagoon. And that show, I guess, will be tied to the 100th anniversary also. Um, I'm very excited to see what they do. I did like Harmonious. It grew on me the longer yeah. it was there. Yeah. But I think I've said this before. I didn't love it. Like it, mm. like I, I'm not that sad that it's being replaced. I kind of loved it. I kind of grew to love it, but it's okay. Like I'm not sad like I was when Illuminations went away. I still get a little misty thinking about Illuminations. Yeah. When they play that music in Epcot forever. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I always get a little. I, I worked at Rose and Crown. So I used to see Illuminations every single night when I worked there. So for a period, it was like, okay, Illuminations is on. Time to get out the park and get home. But after <laughs> yeah. that, I learned different, you know, when you associate <laughs> yeah, something yeah, yeah. When you work somewhere, working. it's different than being a guest. Yeah. yeah. But I still did love Illuminations. And me too. I will never forget when I was working at the Rose and Crown and people stood up starting slow dancing to We Go On. So oh, that is like a core memory of mine. That is so precious. You also bought some discounted merchandise. <laughs> I did. So Disney did this thing, this passholder merchandise event, and it kind of mirrors what Universal does every year. If you're not familiar, Universal does these annual passholder garage sales every year where they sell like overstock of merch at, you know, big discounts. And we've been to a lot of them before, and I found it's almost always all Harry Potter stuff. And I 
I'm like, I'm good. Like, I don't know that I've ever bought anything at them, but they're not themed. They're not really an event. It's just a big garage sale in a parking lot. It's still fun to be there, but you know, you've been, wait, have you been? I have never. Oh, you've never been. Well, I've been to a couple and they're fine, but this was different. This was the first time Disney's ever done this that I'm aware of. They held it over at ESPN, Wide World of Sports, which I had never been to before. Have you been there? Yes. Uh, about five years ago, I did a Disney half marathon and it ended there. So I remember being there laying on the floor trying to eat a banana because that's what <laughs> they gave you when you finished. Ew. And uh, I mean, I, I had trained a bit to do it, but like I wasn't like <laughs> professional runner or anything like that. So I vividly remember laying on the floor of their like parking area trying to eat a banana <laughs> <laughs> and then like looking around like, oh, this is cool. Oh, that's neat. Okay. Well, yeah. So it was inside one of the arenas there. It was actually really cool. They themed it up. When you walked in, there was Platinum Mickey, the 100th anniversary Mickey statues. There was photo ops. You could take pictures with different things. You walk on a red carpet and you go in and it's this massive, crazy thing. There was like a DJ and music and decorations and food and drinks. I thought it was really fun and really cute, especially if you like theme park shopping like I do. <laughs> I think I also went there once to watch like baseball spring training they've got like oh. a huge stadium there and you can just like wander in and watch it that or some kind like of baseball yeah i don't know anything about baseball no, so it was uh not the most exciting experience <laughs> but <laughs> take me out to the ball game yeah. sam let's do it yeah, just wander into the ball game or like <laughs> wander into the ball <laughs> game yeah it's a bit like rounders in the uk except yeah. for i think it i don't know the difference between rounders and baseball well hmm. <laughs> Anyway. I, don't, I don't really need to know. <laughs> nah, we're good. You can, you can tell us if you want. But. but you did get some nice merchandise. You got that. Yes. The, you got the Disney Dream ship. Yes. The little model ship that I considered buying the, when we went on the Disney Dream and regretted ever after that I did not. Yeah. So I think that was the best deal. There were a lot of bargains. There were a lot of like purses and bags and clothes and a lot of home goods. So there are some things that I regret not getting, like some of the Christmas stuff. Like some of the Christmas baking stuff. I, I wish I would have caught I was surprised with the limited amount you came back with. Yeah, I was really conservative with how much I got. Um, I think I just was overwhelmed. When there's so much, it's really hard. You get like decision fatigue. I, mm -hmm. I just couldn't decide. So I knew though that the ship, they have these models of the Disney Cruise Line cruise ships and they're $50 normally. They're, they're pretty pricey. And they were $15. One five. Should have got all of them. Well, they only had the dream and the fantasy. Did you get them both? No, because we've never been on the oh, fantasy. Nice. But that was silly of me because we're surely we will go on it one day. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. But I just thought, well, we've been on the dream. It was the first ship we had been on. If they would have had the wish, a thousand percent, I would have gotten it. But anyway, I got it. And I think that was the best I, deal. And then I think like next time if we go on the wish, I would just buy it for $50. So getting it yeah. for 15 is like yeah. a bargain. Yeah. I think that was the best deal there. And, but also... Pro tip, if you have a Disney visa, you do get a merchandise discount on the Disney cruise ships. And that's one of the few discounts you can get on the ships. So I do have a Disney visa. So, yeah, we're also running out of space in our apartment. So we there's a few things where like we got to stop buying T-shirts yeah. and things like that because we do not have the space. What did I do the other day? I was like, all right, we need to each get rid of 10 T-shirts. Yeah. And I said no. You refused. <laughs> 
used. I did though. I did. I, I every t-shirt I have in there special memory. Uh-huh. I might not have looked at it for two years, <laughs> but one day I might. Yeah, and when I say got rid of, I mean put in a pile separate from the closet. <laughs> yeah. You know, every... not not thrown away. Just... <laughs> Once a year, I make a big donate bag of those, though. So I will. They're in the they're in the donate bag pile, which is still in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, while our family were here, we did do a bunch of Disney stuff with them, uh, and one thing that I really enjoyed was Mama Malrose. That was such a funny day. We did Hollywood Studios. We had a great day. You did uh, Genie Plus for us. We had lightning lanes and great times. And we did the Fantasmic dining package. You can pick from various restaurants. And we chose Mama Melrose. And it was the first time that the majority of the larger group that we were with had been there. And it did not disappoint. I'd say it was a hit. We all loved what we got, right? Yeah. Everything was really delicious. The service is really nice there. Yeah, and it's cozy. It's really cozy. I just, I love Mama Melrose. I think it's a hidden gem. What was not great was the weather. Multiple times I've sat down for Fantasmic and it just starts to rain out of nowhere. And this was one of those times. So we did not get to see the show that night. We did do the dining package and they did let us reschedule it to another night. So we did see Fantasmic. It was pouring. Yeah, so they canceled it. I'm so glad they did that, though. Yeah. That they gave us a ticket and we were able to see it with the family before they went back home. So they did get to see Fantasmic with that, like, preferred seating that comes with the dining package, which mm-hmm. I think is worth it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it depends, I guess. My meal, like, equaled out to if I had purchased those things separately. Mine and didn't. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have purchased a multi-course meal separately. No. Yeah. I just love when I don't have to wait in line and stress about having to get into a seat in for a show or anything mm. like that. So I would say 100% it was worth it for that. It was worth it for that preferred seating and not having to wait in that huge line. My food definitely didn't add up to the price, but I would say the extra was, you know, paying for preferred yeah. seating, which we got great seats, man. And we got splashed and we felt the heat from the fire. Fantasmic is such an amazing nighttime show. I I cried. I love it. Yeah. You were like, what? What? It's just like old school Disney. I don't know. It's magical. It reminds you of why you love Disney in the first place with the princesses and the characters and Mickey Mouse and the stories. And there's like scary bits and heartwarming bits. And I don't know. I think the, it's wonderful. This was my first time seeing Fantasmic since they changed it from when it came back. Yeah, me and too. That has been, what, a year? No, like a year maybe? I don't know. It's been a bit. But I saw the original show many, many times. I also worked in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> I really think the new changes that they did and added were really great. I did too. They really were uh, smooth, flowed with the show, makes sense. I, it's, it's just great. It's wonderful. What else were the highlights of our family vacation? The day that we went to Chef Mickey's for dinner. We did not get like a great spot for the characters, but we still got to meet every everybody. And there was food for everybody, like vegetarian options and all different options for everybody to eat. But really the best part was after dinner, we went out onto that terrace and watched Happily Ever After from way up above. 
And we were all singing and dancing. I got, I got caught dancing. We got caught dancing. Someone like walked out on us and we were all dancing. Yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, not good dancing. Ju- like, like, like beautiful, fun, silly Pirates dancing. of the Caribbean music spinning around <laughs> in a circle dancing. Honestly, that is a core memory. That was so fun. Like that was magical. Yeah, that was great. And Chef Mickey's was really nice. Mm-hmm. And everybody cheered when Tinkerbell came down. Everybody was like, you know, on the parks, you can sing and dance a little, but you kind of like have to contain yourself because you don't want to, you're all squished and you don't want to bother people. This was different. Everybody was singing and dancing and cheering. So it was like you felt free to really enjoy the show. I've never heard such a cheer for Tinkerbell. (laughs) I was like, like, wow. I I said, I think I said, everyone's cheering for Tinkerbell. And I was like, yeah, Tinkerbell. It was, I loved it. That was really fun. The Port Cabana was really fun. I was going to say next was the Volcano Bay Day. Yeah, Volcano Bay. <laughs> when, <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, while we were staying at Cabana Bay, we had a Volcano Bay Tower room. Not the ones facing it, but the ones facing the other way. And we were laying at the pool. And if you don't know, if you're staying at Cabana Bay, they have a separate entrance to Volcano Bay. And when you go to Volcano Bay, normally you park at the Universal City walk garages and you have to take a bus over. But if you're staying at Cabana, it's literally right there. And there's a separate security where you can just walk in. Keep in mind, I had never done this entrance, so I didn't know. Like, all I know is that big kind of hassle way to get there. Okay, yeah. go on. So we're just laying at the pool and I was like, we should go to Volcano Bay. We've got it on our passes. <laughs> we're in our pool gear. We're at the pool. Yeah. Let's just go over. So you, you were I a little was, hesitant. I was hesitant. First. I was like, oh my God, no. Like, Volcano Bay is a whole thing. I have to pack my bag. I have to get ready. I have to. He's like, no, we can literally just walk over in our bathing suits. The entrance is right there. I was like, I don't believe you. I just yeah. do not believe that we can just stroll in with nothing. Like, I don't believe it. But I was right. We did just stroll in. How easy is it? You were right. My gosh, it's amazing. The separate entrance, it's a Volcano Bay from cabana bay is the best we had our bathing suits and like our cover-ups on and i did bring like a tiny little pool bag that just had my phone and that was it yeah oh yeah we had we brought a lanyard with our park pass and ids and like a credit card and we strolled right in it's right there literally and we just got in got our tapu tapu i think we were only there about an hour an hour and a half we did some lazy rivers all the lines for the slides were really long and this day wasn't about that this was about extending our pool day into more pools. We did the fast lazy river, the slow lazy river, the wave pool, mm-hmm. and just and, chilled. And then we went back to the pool. And then we that. went back to the pool. We did the fast lazy river twice, right? Yeah. We floated around in there. It was so fun. It was so beautiful. And then we just strolled right back over, back in the cabana pool. <laughs> so it was a fun nearly two weeks of lots of parks lots of fun lots of adventures if you want to call it that (laughs) you know adventure has become such a such a loose phrase it can mean anything now yeah sorry i'm eating haribo right now let me let me have one (laughs) there's a ring thank you should we talk really quickly about some theme park news there's a few little bits going on out there i got a haribo in my mouth right now i think since it's been quite a while since we did our last episode we should just touch on a couple of the big theme park yeah, news. Yeah, like that the happened. biggest and most recent, because yeah. too much, too, too much, much has happened. So, firstly, let's talk about SeaWorld's Penguin Trek. Penguin Trek was announced to be a new roller coaster coming next year at SeaWorld Orlando. So, this is interesting for a few reasons. If you remember, SeaWorld Orlando used to have a dark ride right by the Penguin exhibit, it was a trackless dark ride. It wasn't amazing. 
Let's be real. The best part was just the window opening to the penguin. <laughs> the reveal at the end. Yeah. But it was fun to have something, to have an indoor dark ride that anybody could ride, not a roller coaster. Like, look, we love roller coasters, but we also love variety in theme parks. I love to have a slow moving dark ride, something different. And with the removal of that, SeaWorld doesn't have that anymore. Well, I think it was removed for a reason. Right. There, there some were some technical, technical issues. issues with the vehicles. Sure. But they could have fixed it and they made a new have, dark ride. But they probably thought, eh, it's not that good. <laughs> I just hope SeaWorld in the future will bring some kind of a dark ride. But anyway. Uh, but anyway. Penguin Trek is going to be a family B&M. This is replacing that, right? Yes. A family B&M coaster. Mm-hmm. It will be indoor and outdoor. They mm-hmm. did release some pictures. It looks like it's going to be moderately themed. Yeah. So it says, race through the ice on Penguin Trek. This will be the coolest research mission you've ever joined. Prepare for Penguin Trek, an unforgettable family launch coaster adventure through the breathtaking vastness of Antarctica. Yeah. And then it's going to go outside as well, which will be cool. It's going to have a 42 inch height requirement. So younger riders will be able to ride this they did say that icebreaker was going to be a family coaster and icebreaker definitely not a family coaster it's one of the most aggressive coasters in the park yeah so i think they this time it's going to be an actual family coaster which will be a nice for For the little little ones ones. yeah or for people who don't want like a big crazy fast coaster and you're going to ride a snowmobile which is cool you're going to ride with your expedition team goes up to 43 miles per hour so it's not like the fastest craziest one there's gonna be some twists and turns and it's going to end at the penguin habitat Oh, hold on. I like this. It says, escape the crumbling hazards of an icy cavern. Okay. If they theme this right, this could be really, really cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're going to have the penguin habitat as that big reveal at the end. So it says it's going to be the most immersive addition to the coaster capital of Orlando, which is what SeaWorld has donned themselves because they do have, you know, so many great coasters there. Bird coaster in three years. That's kind of crazy. It is so crazy. They did Icebreaker. They did Pipeline, the surf coaster, which I, I love Pipeline. They definitely got some kind of deal with B&M. There is also a family B&M coming to Bush Gardens Tampa, mm. replacing their Wild Mouse Sand Serpent, I think it was called. And it's going to be called Phoenix Rising. It's going to be, I believe, an inverted B&M. One of the first family inverted B&M outside of Asia. Ooh, okay, that'll be fun. B&M does make nice smooth coasters, though, right? Yep. And they have a few other of their coasters also from and before. They, These are just they, the new ones. And they don't generally make family coasters, so this is a, a new kind of thing for them. SeaWorld must be like, we'll take the deal and we'll take the coasters you're just coming up with. Surf <laughs> coaster, we'll take it. Family B&M, we'll take it. Wonder what's next. What we'll, do you reckon? We'll take the lot. Yeah, we'll take, <laughs> we'll take the lot. <laughs> And then speaking of coasters announced over in the UK, of course, you have Nemesis returning next year at Alton Towers. But Fort Park has announced the name for their Project Exodus, their new roller coaster, the first one in over 10 years at the park. And it's going to be called Hyperia. In 2024, we're taking thrills to incredible new heights with Hyperia, the UK's tallest and fastest roller coaster says it's going to reach heights of 236 feet and speeds of over 80 miles per hour. And it says, once you've experienced Hyperia, you'll never fear again. Huh. So the theme that I've seen them say is that it's going to be like a goddess's journey, like a flight, I believe. So one, 
I'm a little sad it's not going to be called the bigger one. And two, Fort Park is getting a new attraction that is not horror or terrifying themed. So Hyperia is a figure in Greek mythology, but kind of a minor figure. There's not a ton out there. So that gives them a lot of room to use something and kind of, you know, make it their own, make their own story. So the tagline for this new coaster was find your fearless. Yeah, they're all about like facing your fear and not being fear. So they said they believe everyone has an inner fearlessness. And by riding Hyperia, you will emerge with a newfound confidence to take on anything. You'll find you're fearless. You know what's funny about this? It's like you said. Okay, so Thorpe Park in England, if you have not been... They have a lot of like horror and scary themed stuff, right? Like, I mean, nearly everything. Nearly everything. I remember the first time I went, I was like, okay, well, everything here is like scary and horror and and I like it. It's cool. But like, dang, this is the opposite. Yeah, this is like. Instead of trying to scare you, they're like, yeah. Ooh, you can be fearless. You can fly. The rendering that they did that they showed. It yeah. was all inspiring, beautiful with this yeah. mystical music. And I was like, okay, you know what? I like it. Add I, some variety in. And I like the name. And I know yeah. a lot of people will say, oh, there's already a roller coaster in Poland called Hyperion. Maybe they're friends. Oh, maybe. And this is set to open in 2024. So, oh my gosh, you know what would be so cool? If this opens when we go next year. They said it is themed around our fearless goddess, Hyperia. Mm. But her story is yet to be told. So that is interesting. They took a figure from mythology that there's not a ton out there about. And then they can make the story up, basically. Yeah, I like it. It's a little sad because it's gold and white. But the reason that they paint it white is the top of our roller coasters to blend in is the British sky is more white than blue. And it works. So they paint the top white to blend in with like the white sky? Yeah, the white cloudy British sky. Oh, well, the white and gold is still really pretty. It's kind of feminine, but like powerful. I don't know. I like it. I'm excited. I like it. And I like the name, too. Hyperia and the wings here they're kind of art deco feeling yeah I like it and I like to see what the station's going to be like and ride it hopefully next year that's what I'm saying so we're going I mean we need to go on the new nemesis yeah and we need to curse of Alton Manor I can't believe I haven't done that yet they just added some new effects on it so they'll all be new to us Mm. and then Hyperia that's quite quite a year tallest and fastest again yeah wow it's taller than the current tallest, which is the big one at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. That's why you want it to be called the bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, the biggest currently. The biggest asterisk currently. <laughs> yeah. It's nice that we're getting a new tall roller coaster. It's going to be made by Mac, who are also making the new dueling coasters that are coming to Epic Universe, along with many other rides like Icon. I liked Icon a lot. That's at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Really yep. enjoyed that one. I'm excited to ride it next year. What's what's the other big news going on over in Europe? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bedbugs. Bed <laughs> what is this about? Like, oh my gosh, it's all over the news. Bedbugs taking over Paris. And now it's like not just Paris, it's all over France. Yeah. And the transportation. The bedbugs are taking the Eurostar from Paris to London. No. So. Can you please <laughs> not? Can we not do this? Yeah, It's only a matter of time till they get to Florida. No. <laughs> from what I've read, it's something that is just part and parcel of tourist uh, industry and hotels. But it's something you never want to see. I've never seen them and I don't ever want to. I hope I never do knock on wood. That's, I've, n- I've never seen them, but I felt them. Ugh. God, yeah, no. We don't want that. Let's have those 
go away. <laughs> I do like the TikToks you. you I keep you sending keep saying, you. Saying, yeah. <laughs> like I don't use TikTok a lot, but like yeah. when I do, it's for it's for jokes and memes. And there's a lot of funny ones about the bed bugs doing dances and, mm. and doing like the tube <laughs> dance and stuff. It's oh, uh, it's very funny. Yeah, so let's keep those not here. Yeah, so we have had some of our travels this year get changed and moved. So we do have a UK trip planned for soon-ish, but it's moved a little. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna not give it a specific date because it's very flexible. It may be sooner or it may be later than yeah. we planned. Right? We want to have but, that flexibility. But we are going. But we are going. It's right around the corner. Yes. So let's quickly go over Halloween. Horror Nights. It has begun. It has started. We've been several times. It is here. It is and here. And it has been going on. It's we halfway went. through. It's over halfway. Over halfway through. I think there's one, <gasps> there's just under a month left because it oh. ends on November 4th. So do you want to go through our houses? Do you want to talk about what we like, what we don't like? Okay. What are your top three Halloween Horror Nights houses of this year so far? It may change again, but. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Universal Monsters Unmasked. The Darkest Deal and Yeti Campground Kills. Interesting. And what ones, not dislike, but what do you enjoy a little less? I'm going to say Chucky Ultimate Kill Count is still fun and I still do enjoy it, but I was hoping for more Chucky. I was hoping for the big giant Chucky. I was hoping for more scenes from the Child's Play films. You know, it's still fine, but like I wish there was more there. I think that The Exorcist Believer is an incredible house. The scariest house of the year. It is so well done. The smells, the sounds, the dialogue you can hear in the background, the girls. But it's so scary that I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm like, I, I, I have think, done this house the most of any other house it, this year. I think it's the house that you've done the most. Because everyone loves it. And I love it too. But I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Maybe I'll do it like one or two more times. But it's so scary. I mean, obviously, that's what you want. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. The cast is amazing. I love what they're doing in there. But I mean, I I was hoping for more scenes from the show. I like a house like a, a movie or TV show house where you go through the TV show or you like go in through chronological the order. Yeah. I would have loved that. Obviously you can't see the whole thing, but right. like iconic scenes throughout yeah. as it progresses. And then with this house, they have not done that. They have no. focused on Vecna. You do see some stuff from the show. Yeah, you go in and the trailer scene and all that. Like I wanted more of the, like them going into the upside down through the mattress thing and like, or falling on the mattress and just more of the big iconic scenes. Yeah. You don't really get. There's enough. no Russia. Yeah. That they just skipped that completely, which is fine, I guess. Do you want to hear my top three? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Darkest Deal, uh-huh. Exorcist, mm-hmm. and. It's between Oddfellow and Yeti. Huh, no monsters. No monsters. Huh. Well, obviously Oddfellow is an awesome house too. I'll, I'll say that's a wonderful, like I really love it. It's definitely up there too. And Yeti also, Yeti started out, I thought fun, but goofy, but it's gotten better. I think Yeti, Yeti's gotten so much better throughout the weeks. If we had recorded this right after our first visit, yeah, it would be totally different. Yeah, Yeti would be like a little bit weaker, but it's gotten so much stronger. And we also yeah. notice more. Yeah, I like Exorcist because like you said, it is creepy and scary. Ugh. And it's the one house I think that is the creepiest. Yeah, you know what's funny? Okay, so you know how in Halloween Horror Nights, it's kind of known. It's a very crowded event. 
there's a lot of people you kind of go through what people call like conga lines through the houses like there's people in front of you and people behind you it's just unavoidable for how big the event is so normally I like a little space I don't mind getting held up I don't mind if it goes slow because you have time to look around but an exorcist I hate it. I hate when people in front of me are so scared that they stop the line because then I'm stuck. Like, especially in that hallway with the girls on either side of you. I'm like, please move. Please move. I, I've learned that when you're going through a house screaming and laughing and having yeah. fun. Yeah. It's not that scary. But I love it. When you go through a house and you're <laughs> silent and still and just like looking forward. Those are the good ones. <laughs> That's it's so true. Like in most houses, I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I'm just like silent, yeah. just like, oh my God, go, 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 please. Like, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. But I'm like, go. Darkest Deal. I love it. I love mm. the theme. I love the sets. Mm. I love the little dialogue pieces within that tell the story. Parts of it give me graveyard games feels in the graveyard. That mm. is one of my favorite houses in recent years. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Yeti has grown. And then Oddfellow is just fun. Yeah. And it brings that story of his together. Yeah. I did not include monsters because I like it and I love the universal monsters. And there are parts of that house I really like. Mm -hmm. But I think I've liked the previous years of monster houses more. I can see that. I think there's a lot of amazing elements and storyline in here. But I really wish they would have just focused on Phantom and his story. When you can hear him say Christine and the opera, yeah. that and the rain and the pair. Oh, amazing. Yeah, there are parts of it I love and then yeah. parts are like, okay. And then the ending bit is cool, but like that could have been Phantom too. Dueling Dragons is a mixed one for me mm -hmm. because it is purely on nostalgia that I love it. And because of the ride and they redid some of the scenes from the queue in the ride, which is amazing. I just don't think it's that scary. Mm. I think the effects are cool. I was hoping for like maybe a dragon puppet and you don't really get that. Yeah, I think it's beautiful and it's we go through it almost every time. Yeah. We don't skip it. When I say my favorites, I mean, I think every house this year is really good and solid. Yeah. And I think they're consistent. Yeah. I think that there is not one house that is like horrible. Is like or bad horrible. Or like we wouldn't I, do. I like also, I'd do any of them. I also don't know if there's one house this year that is like exceptional, like I would go through it every time because everything is so consistently good. Mm, right. Like above, so far above yeah. the others type of a thing. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like monsters. I'm just saying I prefer my personal tastes to these ones. Right. I getcha. I, I still think monsters is up there as one of my top ones, but I get what you're saying. I really like Blood Moon. I like the creepiness of it. Yeah. The sets are amazing the in sets Blood are amazing, Moon. Yeah. Really, really gorgeous, beautiful set design. One house I haven't mentioned last of us yeah i was waiting for this okay this was also a one i was really excited for i love the games both of them mm. i like the house i just still my concern before that it was going to focus too much on that one section of the game and i think it does do that mm. but it has gotten better they've added more in the mm. last time we went through and there was two bloaters running out at you that was so really good. good you played both of the games all the way through we watched the series. We love the whole, like the story, the characters. I wanted more of Joel and Ellie. Obviously, yeah. I wanted more character. You barely see Joel and Ellie in here. You see them a lot more in the Hollywood house. Yeah. And we have watched a walkthrough of it because we were supposed to be going out to Hollywood. Yeah. But our plans changed. So we are not going to get out there this Halloween season, sadly. Yeah. But so that's why we watched the walkthroughs. And, and they look cool. Like, 
that house seemed to have more Joe and Ellie and yeah. I like the house. I think there's some really great scenes in the house. I like when they do the spores. Yeah. That is so cool. There's a lot of like hidden stuff. I love that they added the bloaters. Those got me last time. Yeah. Remember? I was like run almost it, running. It <laughs> Not running, but like almost running. It doesn't fully make me feel like I'm in The Last of Us. I don't know why that is really. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's still good. Yeah, it's great. It's just, I get what you're saying. But I guess it has to appeal to everyone who haven't played the game. And I feel like you can still enjoy it if not. True. Very well, true. And for me, Stranger Things, exactly the same as what we said before. Yeah. You know what I did enjoy this year? Huh. Nightmare Fuel. Yeah, Nightmare Fuel is great, man. They're so talented. It's really good. It's definitely the best version of Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. Out of the three. Yeah. And there's so much going on and the music is fun. Yeah. And the choreography is so good. So tight. The spinning at the end, the athleticism and the, the magic. They added in more of those really big magic tricks that you're like trying to look like how they do it. Every time we watch it, we both get motivated to like want to go to the gym. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome show. And the scare zones. I mean, first, David S. Pumpkins. Okay. So I personally love the Peacock Bar and I love not for the drinks, for David S. Pumpkins. Because that SNL skit, I don't know, it's so dumb, but so hilarious. Like, I cannot not laugh when I watch it. It just reminds me of when we're at the pool in Cabana Bay and I was showing our British family <laughs> David S. Pumpkins because we don't, they don't watch SNL in England. They're like, who, what? So we made them watch the skits and they were laughing, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they liked it. Like, it's just stupid and funny. It's hilarious. They made it their mission to meet him as well. And we did. <laughs> and I have still only seen him that one time. Yeah. And then they have the Purge character there, which is cool. That's a cool and photo. I right? like the Scare Zones, but I like more the story of the Scare Zones because yeah. we haven't been able to spend as much time as we would like in them because they're often quite crowded. Mm. But the stories of them tying them all together. With Dr. Oddfellow. With Dr. Oddfellow. Speaking of which. And speaking of which, today I just put out a video on the history of Dr. Oddfellow. So if you would like to know more about his story, head on over to my channel, Expedition Theme Park, mm -hmm. and you can check that video out. Sam has a series going into the lore and background stories of Halloween Horror Nights through the years. And this is the newest in that series. And he really delves into the lore and the history. Really well put together. He put a lot of research into it. Interviews and archival footage and all this stuff. But yeah, the way they tie together Dr. Oddfellow. What is your favorite scare zone? I think it's got to be Vamp. Got to be Vamp 69, Summer of Blood. That one is a fun one. It's just so fun. And there's something going on everywhere. Yeah, the, the little like, mini stories. Yeah, the music. Yeah. like It's just fun. It's a party. I think they're all, again, good scare zones. None of them are that weak. None of them are better. But Vamp is just fun. I think the Dr. Oddfellows collection of horror for the part that is there is great. And his little mini oh, show. Yeah. And the fact that he roves around and talks with people and interacts with them is fantastic my only thing is that it's so small yeah it's so small it doesn't go I, out into the minion street i actually loved when we chatted to oddfellow in the jungle too yeah that was so cool like there's an, a young oddfellow yeah. right in the jungle of doom and he talks to you about his glowing skull S the skull of immortality oh <gasps> we loved that and i saw yeah. him again and he did not talk huh but like the first time he had a whole full-on little chat with us and that was yeah, wonderful that was cool. But they're all fun. Mm -hmm. I do think the placements are a little odd with that. You never find yourself fully in the odd fellow one. Yeah. Uh, especially if you do stay on screen when you're already in the park. You kind of miss that. Mm. The food this year makes me appreciate Taste of Terror even more. I agree because 
at that Taste of Terror event, you were able to buy a ticket and sit down and relax and enjoy food and drinks from each booth. But at the event, I mean, the food lines are long, man. It's People want that food and drinks. The only thing I've really tried at the actual event this year is pizza fries once. The hot dog. And the odd fellow hot dog. Which, <laughs> which I, we both like. I, I still say is really good. It's not that weird. It tastes fine. It tastes good. <laughs> there are still a few weeks left of Halloween Horror Nights. I'm sure by the time it's ended, we will talk about it again. Because we do have some other stuff we're going to do for Horror Nights. Like mm. an Unmask in the Horror Tour. Yes. So I don't think this will be the final time we talk about it on the podcast. Probably next month's one, we will mention it. Yeah. But that is our current thoughts. Well, wait, two more things. One, the Megans. The Megan Dancing Horde. Do so, they exist? Yes. Yeah, so we've only seen them the one time, but I loved it. I think that is such a fantastic thing. I think their little dance is amazing. We watched uh, the Megan film and I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. It was clever. Obviously, you know, we've seen a take on that story before, but I loved this take on that mm-hmm. story. I think it's a good, fun movie. Yeah. But then I also love the remake of Chucky they did with Mark Hamill, which is very similar. Uh-huh. And they both like complement each other well. If I you think have... Chucky and Megan could yeah. be like buds. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a Like Chucky... a showdown. Yeah, a Chucky <laughs> versus Megan house. <gasps> I love that. While Annabelle watches. <gasps> Okay, and then the other thing is uh, the Death Eaters encounter that has is in Diagon Alley this year during Halloween Horror Nights. I think that there's pros and cons to this because Diagon Alley used to be the quiet area during Halloween Horror Nights. It was the spot you could go to have some quiet time, ride Gringotts, go into Nocturne Alley, like have a little... Cre- and now it's packed in there. It's packed. But the Death Eaters are so cool and fun that, you know... I think it's needed this yeah, year. That's the thing. It's you would think it would eat up more of the crowd, but it doesn't. No. It's but a crowded year. It's a popular event, you know? I do hope for more shows. More shows are needed to eat up crowds, to give people more to do, to just everything. We were talking about this earlier, and I feel like I should just ask you again now. Yeah. Is if they added another house, mm-hmm. but they could only add repeats of houses, like some other haunts do. They bring back the same haunt. Most but, other haunts yeah. don't do full, 10 full original houses every yeah. year. Most do Would, repeats. Would you be for that? Yeah, I'd be for it. Yeah, me too. I'd be for like one or two houses that are, uh, what would you call them? Like returns, reprises. Yeah. Uh, reruns fan favorite returns fan favorite returns if they didn't take away from the 10 we have no don't you dare but they added like 12 houses yeah 12 houses oh i love that but they repeated like one or two from previous years and two different ones each year yeah i'd love to see that like there are some houses well we'd all love to see again like maybe ones that you missed or your favorites i would love to see like wicked growth again yeah and a lot of people never got to see like Tooth Fairy and Bride of Frankenstein and Beetlejuice mm-hmm. during that time. Those would be amazing. Yeah, like that whole year when international travel couldn't come. Mm-hmm. This is just off the top of my head earlier, and I asked you about it. Yeah, we were just talking about this, like not podcast yeah. related, think, but yeah. I think you were waking up, and I was like, "What do you think about this?" <laughs> I was like, "Actually, <laughs> we went right into it, didn't we?" Just an idea. I'd like to see. <laughs> For those listening, if you could bring back a house to go through again from any year, I'd like to know what house you would choose. Yeah, let us know. And wherever you put it, hashtag Expedition Enthused so that we can see it on like Twitter or tag one or both of us on Instagram. 
We have, you know, my account is super enthused. Sam is Expedition Theme Park. They have done a repeat house before. At Halloween Horror Nights 25, they brought back an American werewolf in London, exactly the same as it had been a couple of years earlier. Hmm. So it's not like they have never done it. Hmm. So, you know, hmm, I'm onto something. You're onto something here, Sam. <laughs> they got the stuff. It's probably in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Put up some walls. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. Pop it in Shrek. Just, oh, I mean, oh, Minion. Minion, yeah, Villain Con. Yeah, mm. there you go. And then pop another one in the tent over by the bugs entrances now. Bam, 12 houses. Bam. Fraction of the cost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they can just redo it because it's all gone. Like the props are all spread out in the warehouses or gone. So they would have to fully recreate I'm sure, it. I'm sure but... there's uh, an intern who can pop right. about to each one but they do already have the plans and it could it doesn't have to be like from ground up yeah they could just kind of recreate yeah exactly mm, i like it sure some stuff is like harder but you know pick you the easy know. ones we don't mind yeah we don't mind <laughs> pick um it gives people more to do that doesn't mean let pe more people in though yeah don't sell more tickets <laughs> yeah and add more stuff yeah. don't add more stuff but add more people yeah don't do that because then we're in the same boat we're in yeah <laughs> <laughs> so sam yes. it's october i know we're close to wrapping up this episode it is a uh, spooky season it is halloween season we have done a lot normally we would have probably done more of the independent local haunts by now we normally do them every year we haven't yet but we hope to and plan to we have just you know we've had family in town we've had so much going on and a lot of them are open only on weekends. So we hope to do that, but we really usually enjoy a lot of those. So we recommend you check those out. But I did uh, pop over to Disney Springs and there's a lot going on there kind of under the radar. And I haven't seen anyone else talking about it. So I, I shared a video on that if you want to check it out. They have zombie drummers. They have witches on roller skates roaming around. They have squad ghouls, an acapella singing group, like dressed up and singing spooky songs. They have a pumpkin lady that's kind of like a DJ roaming around. They're promoting the new Goosebump series and 31 Days of Halloween on Freeform. There's a lot of cute stuff going on. And we already talked about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in the last episode. So I think in the next episode, we'll like kind of maybe wrap up haunt season and talk about what we have done between this today and the end of haunt season. And I will promise you mm -hmm. there will be less time that goes past until the next episode. <laughs> yes. Do you have some fun stuff planned? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I am ready for uh -huh. cinnamon bread. Yeah. Someone told me I hadn't mentioned it for a couple of episodes. <laughs> so, you know, I've been waiting this whole time. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon bread is on the agenda. It's on the horizon. I cannot wait. I can smell it from here. So in our next episode, we will have more exciting things to talk about. Mm hmm. And I promise it will be not as far out since our last one. <laughs> yeah, this was probably the longest gap. But to be fair, we did have family in town and a lot going on. But yeah. I have two new videos out. Woo! I've already plugged them. You know where to find them. Expedition Theme Park on YouTube. An incredible YouTube channel. Sam does so much research. It's like mini documentaries. He digs into historical archives. And he's also fun and clever. Oh. I'm plugging you. Oh, wow. I think you're so talented. Shut but yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing. And I've done several videos too. Super enthused. Great channel. Great person. <laughs> very clever. Very funny. Thank you. Thank you. But no, for real. I do appreciate everyone who checks out either of our videos. Mm -hmm. Chats to us. Talks to us. Says hello to us when we're out and about. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to, well, I mean. 
everything everything <laughs> <laughs> we love making our youtube videos and we love this fun little hobby we have of the podcast yes but i think we should wrap up sam i think we should wrap up <laughs> I like that. You didn't see that arm movement he made, oh, y'all. He just did like a like a, like like a, a direct, wrap up. like director wrapping yeah, up the wrapping shot. up yeah. wrap it up. I did. So thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate the love and support on this podcast. We love doing it. It's so fun. You can send us an email at expeditionenthused at gmail If you have any questions, comments, anything you want to say, let us know. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on anywhere you will find the podcast because you are listening to that right now. I'm sure you figured that out. <laughs> and as always, uh, we will see you next time. You didn't say the stay enthused part. No, but you're supposed to say that. I was alternating. Oh, okay. I see. Stay enthused. And we will see you next time. <laughs> okay, good. Bye.